Hey, it's Paul Purnell here from the RPG Empire. So I have a couple of quick announcements, really quick, hopefully. Uh, first of all, we absolutely adore you. We think you are amazing, and we really are so thankful that you listen to our podcast and that you're a part of our community. And that said, we want to invite you to our uh, Discord server where you can communicate with us. You can ask questions about the stories. You can submit your own fan art and we can all go like, oh my God, I can't believe they made it look so cool or whatever we say. And then also uh, you can, you know, ask questions about running games and how that all works. So definitely hop on over there and join the community more uh, actively. We would love to have you. Um, also, the best thing you can do to support the RPG Empire, besides sending us fat stacks of cash, which we'll always accept, you know, envelopes, you can just address it right to me, um, <laughs> is uh, if you tell a friend. So 100% the best way for a podcast to grow is for people to hear about it from people they trust like you. So I know you have at least one friend. And tomorrow, I want you to go and tell them about this podcast that you're listening to right now that you love so that we can continue to grow and uh, and just really grow as a community. So that's your mission. Uh, and the final last thing to, to just request and say is if you want to support the RPG Empire with actual dollars, the best way you can do that right now is to buy our book, The Dust World RPG PBTA Quick Start Guide. It's five bucks. It's in our uh, shop on therpgempire.com. It's a super light read. It's 30 pages of fantastic layout, great art, and it teaches you everything you need to know to play a Powered by the Apocalypse game if you've never done that. Uh, maybe not everything you know. It It's brief. It's a quick start guide. But uh, it also comes with the playbooks and all the reference sheets. So we would love for you to do that and then hop in the Discord and tell us what, what you like about it, what you don't like about it. We're going to continue to uh, work on that until it's completely done. It should be around 300 pages, include a bunch of awesome manga art because we're really inspired by manga and anime. And uh, that's about it. So uh, those three things, again, were join the Discord to tell a friend, or buy the Dust World book, or do all three. We really appreciate that you listen to the podcast and that you're part of our community, and we can't wait to talk to you more in the Discord. So with all of that said, I'm going to let you get back to the show. Have a good day. Last time on Dust World Neon City. There is a man at the door. He's very tall. He's got one robotic eye. One of his uh, pupils is kind of red, and you imagine it's scanning. He's one of two guarding this door. How are you getting in? You know what? He's not really going to talk. He's just going to kind of walk through like he owns the place. So as you walk up, he like scans you over and he scans Silent Monday. He looks at you for a second and he can, you know, see that Monday's, you know, got this crazy sword and he's wearing all this tech. He like kind of nods and then like opens a gate and lets you guys in. Monday is going to shoot the two guards finger guns as he walks in there, you know, just kind of hyping it up there still. I think that was El Tigre. I love that guy. Doc and Silent Monday have been working together for some time. So it's kind of like Monday is really the one getting Doc in there. And when Silent Monday is doing the fight, Doc is going to be gathering some information and maybe when Silent Monday is behind the scenes hanging out with the other fighters, he's getting information from them. So they're covering both angles. 
And so he brings you out. And as you enter this arena, just imagine a Super Bowl arena. But instead of a football field in the middle, there is this massive dirt ground pit. Right. And the sides are made to look like this is the Coliseum. But then, like, once you get up past that row, there's like neon signs, giant floating uh, screens that are moving around to make sure people are getting the best view. There's, you know, the thing in the center that has like all these screens around it as as well that are just so massive and it's projecting sound and there's lights. And when people come out, the whole place just is a laser show. It's crazy. Doc takes a moment and, you know, he he does. (sighs) Well. I guess we really lucked out of that one, didn't we, Grin? Yes, I suppose we did. This man over here, I think he's he's from the place that owns us. I could slip in and, you know, take something of his. Monday, you're led down into kind of a set of locker rooms and stuff. You see some other fighters. There's a man with a, a cyborg arm. He's got his shirt off and you can see he's got a lot of tech, like half of his torso is robotic. There's some jacks on his back that look like they would extend somehow. His hand is this massive ball, but the fingers are kind of like built on the edge of it. And he just looks formidable. And you can see like on his arm, it just says wrecking ball. And as you look at him, he, he looks at you and he sticks his tongue out. Ah! Okay, so as you look out this window, you realize you are actually below the crowd level uh, into the wall of the arena. So you can see out, you see the arena, the dirt floor, you see some trap doors that probably like spikes or tigers come out or something crazy, right? Uh, You see the columns and the colonnades and the crowds and the lasers and the lights and everything. And what you hear them chanting really loud over and over is... Psychomancer, psychomancer, psychomancer. The whole crowd is shouting this. And what you see is a person coming out of the far hallway, kind of opposite of you. All the cameras are on him. And he walks out into the center of this thing. So you've sent me another champion to break. How horrid for you that your hero is about to be crushed under my feet again. And with that, the crowd continues to shout Psychomancer. Hello, I'm Paul Purnell, the DM of Dustworld Neon City, an actual play podcast where we use a game Dustworld RPG, powered by the apocalypse, to tell an awesome narrative story. Roll the intro. Welcome to Neon City. It's crazy here. I'm telling you what, 
We got the smog's gonna choke you out. Hover cars flying at 100 miles an hour. We got radioactive light of the spires cooking your brains. We got the cutters, the slices, the mechs. And look at this guy. We got the psychomancer, Clarence Wells. He's a pit fighter amnesiac with the power to crush you with his single thought. We got over here, Dr. Andrew Miller, the philanthropist doctor who's gonna help you out. You just come to his door with your scraped knee, he gets you sorted. But secretly, he's got inside of him a parasite that wants to eat you. And over here, we got his right-hand man, Silent Monday. Dude don't talk, but he's got an LCD suit that pops up his thoughts with emojis and text. And he's got a sword that can cut through just about anything. And if that sounds like your cup of tea, well, then you in the right place. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Dust World Neon City. And as the crowd starts to lull down, you see a screen pop up that's up high, kind of floating. I imagine it's like a globe, but it has these like holographic screens floating on each side of it. And they it shows uh, Clarence's face and next to it, it says Psychomancer and it just has his hood. And you see kind of like some shaggy hair hanging down and a shadowed face with like two pink glowing pupils. And uh, does Clarence have any stubble? Does he have any scars now? Oh, like, God, no. <laughs> As if he could ever grow stubble, the boy. <laughs> <laughs> no. And uh, he does try to keep his... If he take a scar, it wouldn't go too well, but maybe a little bit. Not too bad. Okay. Uh, yeah, so it says that... Oh, it, no, okay. Actually, he does have scars in the little hollow thing because he had them digitally added <laughs> <laughs> um, to make him... Oh, he God. looks very fearsome, the hollow thing. <laughs> He slipped it, a couple creds to 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 the like CG artist to add a yeah, couple extra. Yeah, a little extra. here, a little there to make me look more adult. Uh, That's hilarious. Actually, saw me. It's like, oh my god, is this kid a teen? And it's like, no. And next to it, it says uh, it's got like a quick bio. What does it say about Psychomancer? Rising from the depths of five thousand graves comes the zeitgeist taking. Uh, revenge on all those who have put the corpses in the ground and one day it may hunt you too who knows the psychomancer <laughs> rises again and he comes at midnight what's that say psychomancer's gonna hunt me down <laughs> I don't want to be here no more <laughs> someone in the crowd just yells hunt me down psychomancer I love you <laughs> Shut up. I know you really hate me. Marry me, Psychomancer. <laughs> no. Marry me. I <laughs> have my have babies. My babies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the figure is getting more and more uncomfortable. It's like, could could we just start the match? Yeah. And oh so God. with that, uh, a second screen kind of pops up alternate. And it says, Cyrus uh, Wrecking Ball Johnson. And uh, and it shows his face. He's like gnarled. He's got one robotic eye, but it looks like real cheap because it, it's not like it looks like an eyeball. It looks like someone took like like an iris camera lens and just slapped it on his face. Uh, and like his hair is looks like Guy Fieri. It's like spiked into small spikes, but it's like white, you know, white blonde. Uh, he's got a big kind of creepy snarl on his face on the picture. Uh, missing a few teeth replaced with like uh, little metal pieces of metal, <laughs> just like some sharp metal razor blades in his mouth. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, next to it, it says like his finishing move is, uh, you know, like the wrecking ball. And it says that he comes from 
the underworld outside of the wall and all the, these sort of like things that are supposed to make you think he's like super tough. And as as that comes up, you hear like, you know, some rock music. <laughs> it's, it's like John Cena is like, John Cena! It's like, wrecking ball! And then as he walks out, you know, like sparks are flying and he's trying to like really jive it. But everyone's just kind of looking at him, you know, like there could be cricket sounds, you know. Uh, and he walks out and he's like, wrecking ball smash. And Clarence, uh, the figure says, oh, I see. This is your king then. This is your champion. This is who you adore. Most notably, uh, this guy's like seven feet tall. And Clarence, how tall are you? Like, you're 20 now. I'm still like five foot nine. Eight. Okay, that's, 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 that's decently tall. Not like dwarf, but it's like not tall. So he's like that tall. Then two feet above him would be the head of this guy. And so he's like looking at you from across the way. Uh, as he's looking at you, you know, he's like smashing his hammer hand into his other hand, uh, which, you know, he flinches a little bit each time because, you know, it's got to hurt. Um, and every footstep he takes is like really heavy. And as he walks out, there's a there's a small man who comes out of the door from your side and uh, he's wearing like a hood and sort of these robes. But they you know, that like way there's like a quilted fabric, the way like uh, these Jackets will be kind of puffy with quilts and it looks like they have ribs or something. His his whole outfit has kind of got this like ribbing all down it, uh, even the hood. And you don't see his face. He almost looks like a Jawa or something. Um, and he's he's got the strap of this massive hammer and he's dragging it behind him and he's slowly moving it towards uh, where Clarence is standing. And then he drops it and he looks over at Clarence. And uh, also you realize that he's pretty short like you know if Clarence is five five this guy's like gosh three four maybe four feet tall and he just looks at Clarence and he kind of like nods and what does Psychomancer do uh the figure uh nods back okay Mancer nods back and then that guy like scurries off actually quite rapidly um and then you just hear like the the crowd start like chanting destroy him Destroy him. With that, we're going to cut to the audience. So, uh, Miller, you're seeing all of this for the first time. Um, you have no idea who Psychomancer is. You don't know who any of these are. Maybe you've got like a pamphlet that tells you like some of the fighters. It's like a digital pamphlet and you kind of like flipping through so you can see. Ah, uh, so that's Psychomancer. And I think one of the things you notice is that Clarence has like a, a very large amount of wins. Like he is by far the best bet like if you're gonna bet you're probably gonna bet on psychomancer doc is uh, looking through um kind of sizing up uh the odds uh, i would imagine that it probably would automatically update the odds yeah do you think that you can maybe make bets through that yep. digital pamphlet like right then totally, and there totally totally yeah you just swipe okay um he's gonna put he wants to win a little bit of money, so he's going to put maybe like um, kind of like looking around and thinking, you know, it's Silent Monday's money, too. He's going to put uh -huh. down like 100. 
Uh, I think when you go to go to put money in to swipe, you f- you find a little face on your hand. Uh, roll probably muscle to keep control of your hand. Green, what the heck are you doing out? Okay, I got a twelve. So okay, so you feel your hand starting to like try to swipe more so that the number is higher, but then you're able to like grab move your hand away or whatever. How how do you stop him? He like exerts his wit. Well, no, it's not really that because Grin can move anywhere on his body. Right. He's going to like, like while he's moving down his wrist, Doc grabs the wrist with his other wrist so that he can't move down any further. <laughs> nice. Just kind like of like blocking him. Tourniquet him in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he squeezes his own wrist. He's like, not now, Grin. This is not our money. Yeah, you, you definitely hear a voice. He's like, if you're going to win, you might as well win big. All right, 200. That's it. How did I get stuck in such a wuss? I think probably Grin. Grin's pretty good at the odds, uh, but I definitely don't think you would outright trust him. Um, no. <laughs> but you can look at the odds, and they look pretty good, but they're, they're definitely trying to talk up the wrecking ball. Did you want to talk to the guy sitting next to you, the gilded? Uh, Doc is going to uh, kind of sit next to the gilded and just kind of like act really chummy with him and say, well, I do believe that this wrecking ball fellow doesn't have a ice cubes chance in hell. What do you say? He like looks at you kind of side eyed. Um, he, he's got startlingly blue eyes and his hair is very blonde. You can't tell, but you think he's probably, uh, using a cosmetic gene therapy or something. Cause he looks sort of like too beautiful. And he says, well, I don't always trust the odds. And then he looks over to, uh, the, one of his entourage, the one with the pale skin and the white hair. And he kind of like nods his head and that guy nods back. And then he's like, yes, I do believe I've bet quite a sizable fortune on wrecking ball. So let us hope it goes my way. (laughs) So sorry to take your money, chum. Now, wait a minute. That is, and he thought like, has to stop himself from like accusing the gilded guy of uh of cheating and he he just kind of has to sit back down and say uh he kind of like whispers out the side of his mouth told you so grin oh don't worry let let me uh let me see what's in there <laughs> who knows what we might find out i i, I got this all right fine yeah and so with that we cut over to um silent monday who's in the locker room and you had just been meditating and then you heard the chanting and come out and saw uh the spectacle of psychomancer and now the other guy that you saw that kind of gave you the weird smile with the tongue out uh who we now know as cyrus wrecking ball johnson is now standing opposite him 
Alrighty, I think uh, what Monday is going to do is he is going to try and read a tell to see what he can find out about these two, because he might be facing either one later on. Yeah, good, good idea. So read a tell is uh, a way for you to gain more information about dangerous opponents, creatures or any sort of threats. Uh, specifically, it says when you scrutinize a person or try to glean insight, roll plus instinct. And when you do, uh, on a 10 plus, you gain two questions. Uh, you can ask two questions from a list and there's a specified list on a seven to nine. You can ask one question. Um, and then on a fail, basically, uh, the keeper never rolls dice in this game. Instead, uh, I have a list of moves similar to what they have and they just come into play whenever they fail rolls. Um, or it makes sense narratively. So you got a nine, which means you get one question. What is your question? What secrets are they hiding? Okay, I think my thought is that Rita tells targeted towards a specific person, creature, whatever. So who do you want to know about in particular? Well, he kind of got a good peek at the uh, wrecking ball. So he's kind of mm -hmm. curious about this new entrant or entry or whatever you want to call him. The, the new okay. guy that he, yeah. Awesome. Uh, so, yeah. Can you tell me specifically what kind of information he would be trying to figure out? Well, he, he's just seeing this rather short person kind of standing and looking bored while Wrecking Ball's doing his whole, yeah, I'm tough, I'm muscular, I'm a badass. And <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So he's wondering what his deal is. Uh, like maybe he's wondering if there's hidden weapons or if there's something off that he wants to catch. Sure. Um, so I'm trying to think if there'd be inf any information you wouldn't be able to easily get from the pamphlet that's provided that you would, you know, sort of like hollow pamphlet. So that would be bios, uh, you know, and also kind of tell you sort of their general strengths, you know, like Wrecking Ball can bench press one ton, you know, like it would say Psychomancer, you know, master of mental telepathy and other psycho things. He's psycho. <laughs> uh, so what information beyond that would you be looking for? I guess uh, since it, uh, it's going to say Clarence does the mind thing, right? Uh, it says Psychomancer. Yeah, uses. I imagine you've been using telekinesis this whole time, right? Uh, possibly. OK, I guess Monday is kind of curious to see how potent that power is. OK. Well, I guess that that would be a good uh, opportunity to cut over to Clarence. Um, so if we don't come up with uh, a good use of that question, I'll let you just store that as a hold, even though it's a question. Okay? Okie doke. Oh, I um, think you'll find out soon enough, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, Monday kind of has an ulterior motive for finding this out here is, uh, okay, uh, this guy's interesting. Should I put money on him? Ah, yes. So, okay. We'll say, uh, because you're able to sense, you know, the energy around you, um, you know, from, being uh, we'll able say to from meditate, meditating, you can feel a, a energy inside of Clarence. Uh, it's not sword key, but you can tell that he is, it's powerful. I think with that Monday is going to kind of discreetly pull up his wrist and text Miller to put a thousand of his on the uh, Psychomancer. Nice. All right. Doc receives the text. He texts back, for real? Question mark. 
<laughs> I think uh, Monday is going to be kind of smart Alec and say, dude, I can taste the energy coming off of him. And nice. Doc says, all right, all right. And he puts a thousand on Psychomancer. Nice. So now you have twenty one hundred. No, sorry. Uh, Twelve hundred. Yeah. Yeah. OK, that's right. Uh, awesome. So now in the ring, Psychomancer, you have a massive hammer that's bigger than you are. Like the weight part of the hammer is as tall as you are if you were to stand it up on the edge and it's probably thicker around than you. And then the handle part is probably also taller than you. So in every way, this hammer dwarfs you. And across from you is uh, is Cyrus Wrecking Ball Johnson. And he's like, I'm going to crush him. I'm going to destroy him. And he starts like walking towards you slowly. The, the lights like in the crowd and all of the extra neon start to fade down so that the sole focus of everyone's attention is the conflict, the tension, what's happening right now in this ring. How about this? I'll let you get second strike. <laughs> and then uh, I'm going to use telekinesis on the hammer and fling it at his face. Let's see it. This better work. I know. Uh, so masterminds have telekinesis. It's a move that they roll plus brains when they want to move something uh, big or do damage with something using their mind. Um, they can always move something smaller than a person or fly. Uh, they can also spend what they have a special commodity called sanity points. We might change the name, but essentially they're burning like some of their own uh, mental faculties to give themselves more power. Um, and when they get a uh, 10 plus on this move, they get to pick two options and they take one harm. Uh, if they get a seven to nine, they pick one option and take one harm. And on a miss, they take a minus one forward and they're tired. So what do we get? I got shit. I got an eight, which I'm not very happy about, but I'll. Uh... So, like I said, you can uh, burn a sanity point. Well, what's cool is you can burn as many as you want. You get uh, sanity one to one for extra picks. So uh, but the thing about sanity is, is that sanity uh, regains slowly. So like resting for a day removes two sanity points. So if you were to, you know, spend all five of your sanity points, you go insane temporarily like you're unable to tell friend from foe you uh you have to follow your darkest desires and you get a minus one ongoing until you rest my pride is in here so i i gotta i gotta do it so i will take harm and i will also lose a point of sanity so not only can i fling something but i can turn it into a bullet so i will take one one damage Go Sandy. Okay. Um, okay. So you pick up this uh, massive at hammer, and it starts to float next to you. Uh, I think is like you probably try to be showy about it, and so the side waves that are coursing off of this would be very obvious. Like people could see this pinkish energy, like kind of uh, thin around it, like it's a bubble, and coursing off, like kind of moving off of the top like flames dancing almost uh wrecking balls like sees this and he's like Ugh. you know like oh no like you're gonna hurt me ha 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 and then it it hurls at him with such speed and it hits him uh square in the shoulder and causes him to topple head over heels 
uh, and he lands on the ground. And uh, but he lands in sort of a three point pose uh, with his hammer arm smashing into the ground and his feet kind of catching next to him. And he stands up and you can see a little bit of blood on his shoulder. And he like wobbles for a second and he looks at you and he's like, not bad, kid. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to need you to roll a face danger. Uh, so he cocks his arm back and these two sort of spike things that Sunday had, uh, Silent Monday had seen in the locker room. Uh, El Tigre. Just call him Sunday out. for short. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, Sunday. <laughs> uh, kind of like fold out and stab into the ground. And you see it like center his mass and like hold the weight of this arm, which he then raises up. And you see it like kind of cock back and then two vents open on the top and the bottom and the wrecking ball part of his fist, his hand closes and it makes a perfect sphere and it shoots off right towards you. Um, And as it does, uh, you try to do what? How are you reacting to this danger? Hmm. I might just take the hit. It makes for a good underdog story. Yeah. Um, So you get hit like square in the chest and it sends you flying. Uh, you hit the ground and you slide and you almost make it to the exit door. Um, I think for a moment you might even think like, should I leave? Maybe? I don't know. What What do you think that? No. <laughs> I thought, ah, all according to plan. Also, this sucks. So uh, his, the after it hits you, it like hits the ground and you can see there's a massive chain attached to it and it starts retracting. What does Psychomancer do? Uh, Psychomancer kind of hobbles up. He he looks pretty bad. Uh, Like, you can't really see much because he's all cloaked in the hood, but there's a little bit of blood trickling where his, on the mask of where his mouth would be. Said, ah, so that was your second strike, gay. Well, I, I, uh, (coughs) I have news for you. That hammer is a distraction because, uh, you know, I can just move you, right? (laughs) And I'm going to use telekinesis on Wrecking Ball. Nice. Uh, I think you hear from his side, he's like, man, you're tougher than you look. I can't believe you took one of my Wrecking Balls. Oh, you are so going to die. Took him to the face. This better not be a six. What the? F- <laughs> is it a six? <laughs> it's a seven, which is confusing. I, I'm, I'm confused. I have a plus three. I, yeah. Plus three. And, and you, you rolled what? a one and you a rolled, three. Oh, oh, God. I'm just not going to take harm, so I do nothing. There's a brief tremble, and then uh, and it's just like, and then I just start <laughs> running around the arena. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Dang it uh, this is very. This is classic Clarence. I will. Say- <laughs> that was twelve hundred dollars. Twelve hundred dollars. Uh, Never bet on Clarence. Never ever bet on. Clarence. This is so funny. I love it. Uh, okay, so we're gonna cut out to uh, Doc, and I think uh, in your ear you hear dollars. <laughs> in your ear you hear uh, you hear uh, Grin, and he's like. Oh, interesting. I didn't expect that. Shut it, Grin. Gosh, d- darn it. That, that was that was all of our money. 
In this case, the uh, thousand is straight straight from a uh, uh, Monday, so that's his money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Darn it. <sighs> okay, we got to get. You want to help him out, maybe? What exactly would you do to uh, help out, Grin? Hmm. And Grin, you feel like eyeballs open up like on various parts of your body as yeah. Grin is assessing the situation. Um, why don't you roll? Uh, survey your surroundings. Okay. And that's just going to be with a plus one. Correct. Correct. Okay. Eight. So in our old game, you might have heard us say do a spot check. So in Dust World, uh, there's a move called Survey Your Surroundings, and it works very similar to uh, Read a Tell, except it's specific to, um, you know, well, it says when you try to spot something useful, navigate difficult terrain or study a threatening situation. Roll plus brains. So you ended up getting an eight. That gives you one question. What's your question? Okay, I will take um, since we're trying to help um, the mysterious psychomancer. Uh, out, mm-hmm. I will say what is of use or valuable to me. I think what you well, and I guess this question is also more from Grin because you're trying to get information like right. what does he think he could do, right? So I think Grin, uh, the eyes all close and he kind of like makes your head turn, which is a very eerie feeling. And he's he's making you stare directly at the uh, the guy with the white hair that's sitting like two or three people down from you. And he's like, that one, that one would be useful. What exactly are we going to do with him? He's the one who's helping. Maybe uh, make him less helpful. All right. You got yourself a deal. Hello players, it's Paul Purnell, the creative director of the RPG Empire and the keeper of Dust World RPG, as well as I play Lucas in Strangers in the Pines. I'm just here to let you know that we have just released a free one-page RPG called The Christmas Special. It's a game about playing Christmas movies, essentially. So if you love Christmas movies, you love The Grinch, you don't love Christmas, you can blast it. It's kind of up to you and the keeper whoever's running the game the dm so it's really simple you print it out you and your friends and you can create mayhem for christmas or you can save it it's up to you but we just released it so if you're interested in getting that just head on over to our website and click the download link so that's all for now i hope you are enjoying the show and we'll get on with it so back to the show play on Okay, bye. Bye. All right. So, um what Doc is going to do then? He he takes a beer off of the table and he's going to pretend like he's drunk and he's going to kind of um bump into him and you know, maybe try to like push him over. Perfect. And if there's some kind of you know, control he's got on him to kind of mess that up. Nice. Uh, go ahead and do uh, roll lend a hand. So when you want to help give people uh, help another drifter and kind of grant them bonuses, you can roll lend a hand. 
Ooh. Oh. <laughs> okay. Do I do I have a wild card that I can spend you do. on that? Everyone, okay. so we haven't talked about it yet, but everybody has something called a wild card. A wild card allows you to do uh well, a few different things. A wild card will let you change a roll from a 12 or from whatever you've got. So a failure or even a mixed success to a full success, uh, 12. And if you have advanced moves or if it makes sense, it could be a 12 uh, on that move. Uh, or you can avoid all harm from a single attack. Or the other thing that a, um, a wild card can do, it can be spent to initiate a flashback. Um, a flashback lets you uh, gain a new perspective on a situation, remember a fact or a piece of data that's useful, gain a new understanding of motives of someone, uh, have a small but useful item, earn, bought, or stolen, gain knowledge on how to use something you didn't know, or ignore uh, ignore one thing that is making your situation difficult or somebody shows up to help you. So probably in this situation, you're going to want to just change your role. Yeah. So you've you've now got the 10 plus, uh, which is good because that also gains you plus one standing with uh, Clarence. Cool. Or Psychomancer. Yeah. Yeah. Psychomancer. Psychomancer. Um, so Doc is he he's got he grabbed two beers off the table and he's, you know, swigging that, you know, he's drinking them. He's, you know, kind of like wandering around and kind of bumping into chairs and knocking stuff over. And he just like he pretends to trip and he like fully pushes over the white haired gentleman, just like completely knocks him over. And he says, oh, sorry about that, friend. So sorry. Seems I had a little too much to drink up here. Let me let me help you up there. Whoa. Whoa. Sorry. Sorry. Um, just trying to gain my foot in here. And I think as you try to like help him up or like pretend to, you accidentally like pour him. a whole yeah. beer on him. Oh yeah. Oh oh my gosh. Oh, I'm so terribly sorry. Have my people con- uh, my people will contact your people and replace you just that see him lovely kind of suit. Like <laughs> freaking out a little. He's like, oh ew, oh, and he looks over to uh to the gilded or uh, gilder, and the gilder like kind of rolls his eyes and he kind of like waves his hand and he gets up and he like grabs a bunch of napkins and starts patting and runs off towards the bathroom. Should we follow him, Grin? He might know something useful or interesting. All right. Or we could just watch the fight and see if you lose $1,200 or not. Credits, of course. I, uh, I feel like the fight's going to happen how it happens. Let's go follow him. Awesome. So you follow him out. Uh, you see him head towards the bathroom. Uh, with that, we're going to cut over to Silent Monday. Monday, uh, what do you do? So you were talking about maybe trying to help in some way. Did you have any ideas how you might help? What I think Monday is going to do is he's going to kind of act like he's walking away and then slip while in clear view of the window. And when he hits the ground, he is going to activate the strobe effect on his LED suit. <laughs> like he actually triggered okay. it landing. Okay. Uh, I think with that, let's try a face danger. So when you act in the face of danger, surprise and uh, or ambush a foe, which this is a surprise, uh, or failing could be a real problem. Roll plus quick. So you got a seven to nine. 
Uh, on a 10 plus, you share your skills, you spring your trap, or you avoid danger. On a 7 and 9, you try, but you miscalculate, overestimate, or flinch, and the keeper will give you a worse outcome, a tough decision, or a price to pay. Or I like to do all three. I got that idea from, uh, from the keeper of the crit show. So let's see. You slip. And I think the worst outcome is it works. Uh, it just doesn't work great. Um, like uh, it, it gives a temporary attention, uh, like takes the attention of Wrecking Ball for just a moment. Um, but it's not like as effective. Uh, tough decision. I think the tough decision is uh, it works fully, perfectly, distracts him, gives Clarence a plus one. But someone sees you do it and they think that you did it on purpose and the price to pay is uh i think you fall onto your lcd in such a way that it cracks and it won't be able to strobe again until you get it fixed hmm i think it'll be he does this but it's only a momentary distraction for clarence Okay. Um, the health, Clarence, sorry. Uh, so with that, Psychomancer is running around, and as you do, uh, this Randy Savage Wrecking Ball Cyrus Johnson is uh, is like, hold still! And he, he tries to smash you with his hammer fist again, which finally retracted after you kind of like flinched at him. And, uh, and as he shoots it off, a flash happens like right behind you and it distracts him momentarily. And his wrecking ball instead like barely misses you and smashes into the audience. And you hear some screaming. And, uh, and as it pulls back, it's definitely got some gore on it. I knew Psychomancer was going to hunt me down. I told you this would happen. <laughs> it said on the TV screen. <laughs> Uh, ah, so my friend, have you ever heard of Rope-A-Dope? Let's try this again. Please, for the love of God, Montresor. Okay, you That's got a, a nine, line. but you did you add your plus two? Uh, no. So, so you, 11. Yeah. Oh, nice. heck yeah. Okay, I don't take one harm and I fling something large. And in this case, I am flinging that guy's fist back into him. <laughs> awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, where do you want it to hit him? Uh, in the nuts. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so as he like lines up another shot, he shoots his fist off and this giant wrecking ball comes sailing right towards you and and right before it hits you you don't even flinch or move your eyes they glow and like the energy kind of courses out and gives you that jj abrams lens flare but it's pink and the ball stops right in front of you like inches away from your face with a small thin like layer of pink energy enveloping it and you see him like try to pull it hey what's happening that's my wrecking ball and he's like pulling it uh, what does Clarence say? Well, uh, now it's mine. And as is your mom and your ass. So let's end this. <laughs> oh, that is your insult. Injury. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, and then it comes sailing back at him, and he like goes to block his his face and his chest, and it's just right in his his uh, crotch, just boom, and it hits him so hard that it like causes it in like so low that it causes his two stabilizing spikes to pull out of the ground, and he just face plants, uh, and it, the ball itself keeps sliding a little bit past him, and he's just like, uh, uh, oh. Oh, my Slim Jim. Oh. And I lift up my hands and I say, Did you doubt me? Did you truly doubt me? Did you? Did you really doubt me? The Psychmancer. And definitely there's like a lot of clapping and cheering. Yeah, Psychomancer. Oh, you hated that, didn't you? You hated it, didn't you? Oh, we love you even more now. And I think with that, Clarence, uh, you look up to the audience and over uh, kind of across from where Miller was sitting. And there is a man in a black suit and he's got sunglasses. And you look at him because he's the one who kind of owns you. He's he's got your debt and he gives you the signal to uh, either kill or to leave, like, let him go. And he stands up for a moment and everyone looks to him. You know, he's sort of uh, <laughs> actually it'd be kind of funny if his name was Caesar. He's Kaiser. Yeah, Kaiser. Kaiser. Nice. Yeah. So he stands up and uh, and he puts his hands up and the crowd immediately goes silent. And then he puts his hand out like with his fist, uh, with his thumb up and thumb down. And then he raises his other hand to kind of like allow them to uh, the crowd to cheer, like if they want him to live or to die, essentially. And I think with this, like how would uh, Psychomancer feel? I guess more personally, how would Clarence feel? Has he been taking lives? Would that be something he's used to and would do? Or he has is not it- thrilled about it. He gets really quiet at this and then he just kind of, like his hands lower and he just gets very quiet. Okay. I like it. Um, do you want to try and sway the crowd at all? No, no, I know that's not going to work. That's not, these things are done. Kaiser gives you the thumbs down, kill him. Wrecking ball starts to get up and he's like kind of limping. Uh, there's, there's a big red spot around the crotch of his pants, obviously, and like bones are probably broken. You see his hammer slowly starting to retract. People are cheering like, finish him, finish him. Uh, Clarence uh, says nothing and then just uh, telekinetically throws the guy into a wall. Do I need to roll for that? Uh. If you're trying to damage him, you do. Well, okay. so here's some ideas. Like if you want it to look like you're hurting him, but not, you could roll sway somebody uh, because you're kind of trying to make a show of it. Uh, If you are trying to uh, not hurt him like necessarily, but like kind of kill or like kill him. Like you can probably kill him. You are. okay. Uh, then. Yeah, I think roll. Uh, telekinesis. Ten. So eleven. So I will not take harm. Actually, I'll... No, I will take some harm. 
Uh, or you could do break a limb and just snap his neck. You're going to yeah, carry break that a weight. Limb. I'm going to break a limb. Okay. So, uh, yeah, like as you lift your hand and as he's trying to like lift his uh, arm, those two bracers like stab into the ground and he's he's like, wrecking ball, wrecking ball, going to wreck it. And he puts his hand up and he's trying to get his hand up. He's pushing it up with his other hand. And the, the chain finally retracts the the um, the vents open on his arm. Steam starts pouring out. And then suddenly his head is turned all the way around 360 till it's facing you again. And his arms just go limp and he falls backwards, but he can't fall because the braces are holding him. So as he kind of like is doing a backbend. And with that, the crowd goes crazy. Uh, while this is happening, we're going to cut over to. Oh, well, can I do one last thing? Oh, sorry. Yes. Can, if I have I want to say I have some kind of mental link with the guy who's my handler. OK, yeah, sure. Oh, it just makes sense. And I say to him mentally, your thumbs been down an awful lot lately. Running out of people. Isn't that a bit much? <laughs> hey, kid, you stay out of my head, eh? Plus. We can pick up this trash anywhere we want. They're all over. They're just waiting to make that cheddar, baby. So don't you worry. I'll find you someone else, someone nice. In fact, there's this new guy, El Tigre. I think you'll like it. Uh, do you say anything else? Nothing. I just, you know, kind of totter off and go back somewhere to try and treat my wounds. <laughs> yeah, you come back and definitely, uh, that's small... Uh, man in the like ribbed outfit. Uh, let's give him a name. How about Tuck? Sure. Sounds good. Um, he like walks up to you and he's like, it didn't go so well this time, eh? That was by design. <laughs> the bigger problem is I could have refaced that guy next Thursday. Instead, he's just going to be in the waste heap. Yeah. Tired of this job. There's too much bloodthirst into this anymore. There's no more drama. It's just, oh, how will the new person who goes against the Psychmancer die? Gross. Yeah, I get it, man. I mean, I don't because I'm I'm small and I can't fight and my arms. I mean, I guess I can lift things, but, uh, you know, I don't get it at all, actually. Hey, I was I was like you once. Uh, Actually, I don't know if I was or not. I'm sure I was. You were small and strong? Okay. Well, you do have 35 wins. That's pretty great. And you're still alive. Also probably great because I have a job. So anyway, uh, if you sit in this chair, I'll push you back to your room. Okay. And he gets behind like this sort of hover wheelchair and he takes you back to your room where there's some people there ready to treat your wounds. And actually, uh, no, more interestingly, uh, you, you get pushed, you're in the locker room where Silent Monday is. Um, so he's pushing you, Silent Monday's there. There's a couple other fighters. We're going to cut over to Dr. Miller. He's dropped the voice for the moment. He is uh, focusing on following, it was the guildsman and the white-haired gentleman who was trying to fix the match, right? That's what you believe. All right, well, that's ambiguous, but I'll take it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so he follows them. Um, he's going to try to um, 
to follow wherever it is that they're going. If they're going to the bathroom, you'll follow oh, them. Only the white-haired man left. Uh, oh, the, okay. Okay. Yeah, the the guildsman. That sounds kind of cool, too. We could call him guildsman. So you follow this white-haired individual into the bathroom uh, from the guildsman's entourage. Uh, as he comes in, he looks really frustrated. You're not too far behind him. And as you enter, he enters into one of the stalls. Um and right by you, as you come in, there's a um, attendant who's wearing a black sort of tuxedo. And he's he just kind of like waves to you and like sort of offers you, you know, that there's, you know, a stall open if you need it or whatever. Um, and like you hear kind of un- low cursing under under his breath, not from the attendant, but from the stall. And then you see a white jacket like kind of uh draped over the top of this stall so you know it's kind of like hanging out up there um and then a moment later you see the attendant's face go blank and then he gets up from his chair walks over to the stall where this uh white-haired entourage guy is takes off his black jacket and then hands it to him over the stall takes the white jacket puts it on and goes back to his seat and sits down and then his face kind of goes back to normal but he doesn't seem to have noticed that his jacket has changed Hmm. Okay. Um, so what Doc wants to do is get be alone with the white haired gentleman to see what he knows. So he's going to try to convince the restroom attendant to take a break. Like, or okay. maybe it, it could be intimidation or it could be <laughs> like pointing out the fact that technically there are OSHA signs everywhere and he needs to get a 15 minute break every four hours. Okay. Pick your direction and then, uh, and then roll me a sway somebody. I'm going to go with persuasion. He's going to say, wow. Would you look at the time? I, you know, have you taken a break tonight, son? I think that I can surely take care of my own restroom needs. Oh boy. All right. (laughs) That, That will be fun. Uh, Doc got a five, which uh, six or lower is a failure. So mark experience. Um, The text says um, they don't trust me and they may turn on me. (laughs) Yeah, I think he like looks at you for a moment and he's like, of course, sir. Of course. Uh, You know, I'll stay here, but you do your business. Uh, You know, unless you're tipping, I'm not helping. I int, believe int. I was very clear that I. Uh, well, you see, I left my wallet. Oh my gosh! Could you go get my wallet for me? It's uh, it's in the uh, employee lounge. He kind of glares at you for a moment, and he like swipes so that the screen pops up on the palm of his hand, and you can see he's texting something. He like kind of shakes his head. Of course, sir. Yeah, I'll make sure somebody gets your wallet for you. All right. Uh, Doc's going to go into emergency mode. Um, He's going to try to like steady himself, pretend like he's steadying himself. But he's going to say under his breath, Grin, now. And he's going to have Grin try to knock him out or restrain him. Okay. Uh, So do you put your hand on the guy? Like, how do you want this to go down? He is going to... Like, try to, like, put a chummy hand on his shoulder and say, Leo, oh, well, I don't believe that you need to be contacting anyone about me. It's just a simple matter. Now, Green, now. <laughs> okay, do you uh, do you make skin contact with him? Yes. 
Okay, uh, I want you to roll plus grit. <laughs> oh, hey. Uh, awesome. So you got a 13. The grittiest is, gritter that ever gritted with the mascot for a Philadelphia team. Which is Some great. would say it was true grit. Nice. Uh, I think when you put your hand on him, uh, uh, you see this small, like, kind of pinky-sized tentacle go from your hand into this guy's, like, neck uh, by where your hand is. And all of a sudden, the guy's eyes kind of, like, go blank and uh what you see for a moment is the scene of you making a fool of yourself and then a second later you feel like that just disappeared somehow and then uh grin has like retracted himself and he's like there i've done your dirty work how was that that's just fine grin thank you very much and the guy looks at you and he's like oh uh, are you okay sir i've I feel a little lightheaded. And he puts his hand on the, like, uh, kind of counter trying to balance himself. Oh, well, you look a little sick there, son. Why don't you go ahead and take your OSHA-mandated 15-minute break? (laughs) Roll sway somebody, but give yourself a plus one. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) I got a 10. So, um, 10 plus a success. He's a little woozy. He's like, you know, I I think I do need a break. Thanks. And uh, and he kind of like wobbles out. Uh, he looks a little drunk or something. Now you're alone in the bathroom. Why don't we cut back to the other guys and let you stew for a minute? Um, so Silent Monday, you see Clarence come in and uh, like he was in. There's sort of like a airlock kind of room in between the actual um, stadium and the locker room and he like came in through there. Now he's coming in through the locker room to make his way towards an elevator. Uh, did you want to interact with him in any way? Yeah. By Clarence, I mean, psychomancer. Ah, I think, uh, Monday's going to kind of wave at him to try and get his attention. Uh, Clarence looks over, uh, somewhat confused. Uh, I think at this, uh, since he stopped there, Monday's going to kind of run up to him. Can I help you? This is kind of a bad time. Monday is going to shoot him the double thumbs up and the words excellent match there, sir. Okay. Competitors usually don't uh, encourage the people who are going to fight them later. But okay. He's going to pop up the words uh, big fan there. Uh, Been following you for a while now. Good God, why do you want to be one of the competitors, then? Well, I got to meet you. Eh, true enough. Um, Monday's going to kind of stand there and kind of let the moment go awkward intentionally. (laughs) So, uh, they've been killing a lot of people, huh? Is that normal? (laughs) So, kill a lot of people lately? (laughs) You're a big fan. You would know. And there you can hear you can like see underneath the rags just his jaw tightening. I think at this point, Monday is going to read a tell just to get some information from his reaction. Love it. Beautiful. Perfect timing. Great way to use the move. That's a nine. Okay, so for a nine, you hold one. Uh, Whose pocket are they in? Ah, great. 
Yeah. So you uh, look him over and you notice that uh, on the um, this kind of funny ribbed jacket that the attendant is wearing, that there is a um, let's see, what is Kaiser's last name going to be? Rex. Rex. It needs to be Rex. Well, I was thinking Rex like T-Rex. King or King. Yeah, Rex. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So you see uh, you see an R with like a circle around it, kind of like a Capsule Corp logo from um, Dragon Ball, but it's like an R instead of a C. And uh, you immediately recognize it as the, the House of Rex, uh, which is a well-known underworld, uh, like not mob boss, but like a political powerhouse uh, that his house, like he runs this whole joint. He's got a lot of uh, fingers and a lot of pots. Okay, so I think once Monday parses this information, he's going to kind of rub the back of his head and uh, the words, uh, I do apologize, I'm not the best at social. Um, It was nice to meet you, and if I survive seeing you again, uh, well, may the best man win. (laughs) Also to reiterate, he's wearing a, a cape, that is is like tiger striped with a big giant black sombrero. Oh yes, I'm aware. <laughs> um, Hard not to be. Uh, I kind of just nod, it's like, thanks. I I appreciate it. And then Monday is going to do the double thumbs up and kind of uh, excitedly, kind of like a senpai noticed me kind of way, just run away back to the locker room. Okay, well, before that happens, would Clarence want to know any information about this weirdo? Because uh, you do have your mental network, which allows you to read a tell or sway somebody with your mind. No, I think I'm kind of, I mean, as weird as it is, I mean, it's not the first time I've had a fan. It's just I never get it, especially with um, the upped death total. I don't think it immediately strikes me as... Well, would I would it occur to me that that flash was connected to him? I don't know if you if you how about read a tell would that do it or yes. Videos? OK, yep. I'm willing to roll and you can also spend sanity points on this move to give yourself a plus one. I, I don't want to go nuts here. Yeah, literally. come on clarence let's get nuts (laughs) let's get nuts let's get hectic Uh, what secrets are they hiding what secrets are they hiding awesome uh so you look him over and what secrets would he be able well are you using your telepathy or are you just looking at him yeah telepathy screw it let's do nice okay so uh i think when you start searching over his mind you see a meeting um, which actually, this is great to set this up. Uh, you see a meeting in a small kind of smoky office. You know, it's got blinds, lights coming in. It feels very noir. Uh, sitting across the desk, you see an older uh, Asian man. He's wearing like a, a Decker style jacket from Blade Runner. Um, he's got uh, salt and pepper, black hair. And he's talking to Silent Monday. Uh, You can't see what Silent Monday looks like because you're seeing through his eyes. But you do see that next to Silent Monday is, uh, you know, Miller. You haven't met Miller yet, but you'll recognize him if you see him from here. And what you hear is a conversation where he basically 
leans over and he, he says, So we have gotten word that there is uh, a certain commodity. We're not exactly sure what it is, but it is a living thing. Possibly a human slave. Maybe a... Um, an organism. We're not. We're not entirely sure, but we know that whatever it is, it, it could be very dangerous. And the Kaiser Rex family, Kaiser's family, the Rex house, seems to have gotten their hands on it, and it is being moved through their uh, underground gambling ring in the fall. Um, we're going to need you guys to go in and try and get eyes on it or find any information as you can. Um, you seem to be good at digging that sort of thing up. Um, Miller, you're there too. How do you respond to this? Well, I don't exactly know that we're the type that can really go undercover. Are you sure that this is going to be a good idea sending us in? Well, I do know that the peacekeepers have given me a sizable budget for this op. And he slides a piece of paper, well, I guess like a digital display over to you. And you see that this is essentially like, uh, you know, like a year's worth of work off of your debt. I think we can make an exception. And Doc looks up at Silent Monday, his eyebrows kind of like fully raised. Excellent. What we know about this, uh, this object is it's being transferred by the codename Icarus. So find out anything on Icarus that you can. All right. We'll do. Excellent. And then with that, the memory ends. Okay, what would I need to roll? Do I need to roll mental network to establish a telepathic contact with Silent Monday? Uh, I don't think you can do that without his permission uh, to like actually create a like sort of comms situation where you can just hear his thoughts when he wants you to. Um, but can I send my thought to him? Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. So I'm going to send a thought to his head saying, you know, I might be a big fan of you too. So that's it for this episode of Dust World Neon City. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to check out our mailing list and our website, therpgempire.com, where you can connect with us, get merch, and even download games.